told her you can eat my cookies. No! Put that cookie down! Now! Well, this is where we are. I'm the cookie now. Oh my gosh! We'll take a look at it. <laughs> it's indestructible. It's indescribable. Nothing can stop it. This is The Brian Suits Show. It's when they call it revenue, as if it's their money and you're not busy earning it. That's that's the part that annoys me. That's when you need a, a reset of the lexicon. AM 770 KTTH. Uh, Brian Suits here. And so uh, the, the shortage, or, I mean, the outage uh, thing is still a thing, I guess, if you... But they're measuring it, uh, and this is pretty flawed. It's self-selecting. You have to go to uh, down or... or, or Digital down is my like. If you don't, if you, and I can't remember it. If you don't know to go there, then you can't uh, report it. But seventy one thousand across the country. I mean, that's not even point zero one percent of Americans. But and, and this is assuming that. What do you think? Cell phone penetration in America is ninety percent of Americans over fourteen of a cell phone. Yeah, that sounds about right. Sure. Um, I know that 100% of the Americans in my house have a cell phone, and we have not suffered a uh, T-Mobile hasn't given us an F-Mobile uh, today. Those 70,000 Americans are getting a nice smartphone Sabbath, <laughs> wanted um, or not. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And speaking of uh, the worldwide reset meltdown, who will provide the food for you? Well, you're welcome. Uh, ADHD-like traits could make humans better at foraging. Traits like impulsivity and distractibility may be an advantage in finding food sources, helping hunter-gatherers and nomadic tribes to survive, according to a new study. So I will be your new local warlord on on that one. Um, Ever seen those, uh, you know, the little laminated trifold, you know, things like mushrooms in the Northwest, seabirds in the Northwest and all that? I have all those. Of course you do. <laughs> I have all those. I've got edible indigenous strawberries in my front yard. And you're proud of that? I'm really proud of them. Yeah. It's hard they're hard to find. Uh because we've mowed them out out of existence, but but they're 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 they are the original strawberry that the strawberry you know from the store if you believe in those uh was was grown from. I mean, there used to be tiny little berries that that birds ate, and somebody in Italy 500 years ago said, "Hey, I bet if we uh, shoot a bunch of methyl bromide into the earth, they'll come out bigger." And uh, they turned out to be right. <clears throat> um. So uh, any anyway, uh, we we get back to the local, the regional homeless authority and their giant waste of money. And remember, when you say money or but you're giving my money away. No, no, no. That's my revenue because I'm in government. And, th- and this thinking is uh, best. The best example was from this morning, 45 minutes ago on CNN. Uh, Jim Clyburn, the guy who delivered South Carolina to Biden. This is exactly how he thinks, by the way. This this is what a old, a crotchety old gray haired Democrat uh, thinks that when they when you do your wealth transfer on April 15th, that's now their wealth. It's now their revenue, as if you know, government's a private organization or something. And so the $1.2 billion student loan giveaway, that's going to be good for blue-collar people, too, somehow. And this is so, so objectionable. This is literally giving people's money away. So for all of you that did not go to college for your 8th century Cambodian lesbian grievance uh, limerick uh, PhD— 
um, when this money drops, and this is the president's already at $138 billion, even even after the Supreme Court put the kibosh on the $400 billion program. So here's Clyburn explaining how this is not anyone's, uh, this is not a money giveaway. Going forward, every two months, uh, for the next four years, another 75,000 people will become eligible for this forgiveness. And I want to say to your listeners, this is not giving anybody's money away. Going forward, every two months, uh, for the next four so anyway, you you heard him. I mean, year, it's, another, it's, this is not giving anybody's money away. It's literally giving your money away. I mean, literally, to, to people that theoretically should be able to afford to pay it back with interest, which is... And you know my 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 program is going to be called Read What You Sign, the the Read What You Sign program, uh, and that will be the least popular government program of all time. Uh, by the way, but besides the there was what was the uh, the issue last year about the FAFSA, and that's the uh, what what's FAFSA stand for again? FA federally something Federal student student aid. Yeah, we're looking for six. an F, folks. Give me an F. Somebody give me an F. A bit. We we dropped one, but um, I the the reason my dad threw it back at me across the table was he looked at it, went to page two, page three, page four, and he's like, "My God, they're crawling up my nether regions with the microscope," and he he just refused, and he. Um, he had a friend who was a notary, and he wrote on an eight by five card from memory uh, how a note works. And I signed a promissory note to him for the same amount, and paid him back eventually. I'm pretty sure, but uh, but anyway, he looked at that, and 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 it's really not. I mean, you need a counselor now to walk you. Your it's not your kid. It's you walking through the form, and and the whole thing. But you you read it. You learn early on, don't sign something like that without reading it, because you're seeing the reaction right now with, well, but I, I can't, I'm just trying to be a doctor and I can't do anything because this, this debt over over my life is like the sort of Damocles, whatever that is. You have to pay attention to grad school to know that or, or something. Uh, so anyway, that's why I'm giving you all advice about uh, find find the people with ADHD and get near them when, when the cell phone service doesn't. Uh, restore uh, today. So the the um, understanding that I have uh, is that this is what they were, this is what AT and T was claiming at four a.m. Pacific time this morning was, well, when we reset the entire system, your phone will go out of service for thirty seconds, and then when we come back up, it'll be hack proof. Like what? Huh? I don't know. Like ever, ever, how do you shut off your computer? Uh, I have a Mac at home, so I just wave a hand, wave a wand. I didn't want to say reach around, but I, I there's a power button on the back of the screen, and you hold it for three seconds. Yet you set it, and then it goes nine nine. Really? Yeah. I mean, it, you don't have to like select shut down. You can. I mean, there's you can't two just unplug it from the wall. You could do that too. There's two or three ways you could shut that mother down. Because it's always saving, right? I mean, uh, you always. should. They tell you don't do that with a PC, but mine. I have one that is such a toilet of 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 uh, not malware, but just like crapware that it is faster sometimes to just hold the button down and do a hard reboot. So I'm not the guy. I'm I'm not the good guy, but I, I do that. All right. So hashtag outage has twelve thousand. 
Oh, and they're all memes. Everyone, what a big surprise. No, no useful uh, no useful information here. The top hashtag outage is a clown gif. And, and the caption, this is really funny, everyone contacting AT&T customer service, hashtag outage. Then a lot of uh, office, a lot of uh, Michael from the office running around um, and uh, and that. And I, I get it, but I'm just, uh, 71,000 people, it's not affecting me. Oh my God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. What's the Everybody procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm. <laughs> okay, I admit that's pretty funny. Not not worth losing your cell phone over, but that's pretty funny. <laughs> it's like a, it's like they're doing a fire drill, and Michael's going crazy. I don't remember that episode, but uh, anyway, I for one am not going to retweet that as I retweet it. Uh, how come we, we we don't have the um? All right, so uh, top. Uh, the top Billboard Hot Country song right now, so I guess Billboard tracks them, is a Beyonce song, Texas Hold'em. We don't have the, the other the other one's number nine, and it's Zooming. So she has two country songs at once ahead of releasing a country single. By the way, who we and let's go there. Let's let's be the first. Let's play the card. I have it right here. There it is, race card. Who criticizes her more? Hip hop. For being a turncoat or country, established country for being an appropriator, which I've never seen country even pronounced correctly. I think the country crowd is probably going to be the one who's more receptive. Yeah, I, th- I got to say, I think her traditional audience is going to feel betrayed because so? she's making music that they, if they liked it, they would, they would have listened to it. And it. This is like Garth Brooks releasing a hip hop album, right? Which one is this? Is this 16 carriages? That's Texas Hold'em. Texas Hold'em. one of the verses. Which is the hit. And it is a huge hit and wouldn't be a hit if the country audience uh, didn't like it. But anyway, I I predict because of my uh, astounding powers of observation, this will be a cultural fulcrum by Close of Business Friday that her stalwarts will accuse her of betrayal, I'm saying. I, for one, love it. Break down the barriers, embrace this notion of a melting pot. You know, Taylor Swift started country. She went pop, Beyonce. But what would happen if she went hip-hop? What Fine. Would, what, would, what would happen in, well, in that yeah. genre? What would happen if she all of a sudden uh, hip-hopped it up? In some ways, she does. Some of her songs flirt with that genre, I would say. None of her songs do. People are insane. If you're black, what, you what must if, stick what, to this type of music. If you're white, how dare you go into another style of music? Give what if break. Taylor Swift shot up an Airbnb in the Hollywood Hills, like Megan Thee Stallion huh. or something? Wouldn't that be appropriation? Or what if she did a collab with Megan Thee Stallion? It would make a lot of money. Do it. But people would be, I, I'm, I'm just saying, I know how this stuff works. Um, because I would be the one helping you forage uh, when the big meltdown happens. It's just annoying how a song can never just be a song. Oh, I Is know. it good or not? But that never could be. Well, it's like your rule with comedy. Is it funny or not? Okay, yeah. if it's funny, <laughs> that was your objective, then good job. I don't, you don't get butt hurt over all this stuff. Anybody, and anyone who's holding your breath waiting for Charlemagne the God's reaction to Beyonce doing a country song, you're part of the problem. Because... His opinion shouldn't matter to you. It certainly doesn't matter to me. 
uh, or or the one yelling guy on ESPN who's always uh, in a in a in a clip. Um, so sp- speaking of a yelling guy on ESPN, uh, so remember Johnny Manziel won a Heisman as a freshman. Um, he was a phenom at Texas A and M. I mean, he really he was a, he, he was an astounding college football player. If you know where he came from, he grew up in a very wealthy family that parked him in the most expensive sports camps all of his life. Right? Never wanted for anything. Doesn't know what ramen tastes like. Doesn't know how to ta- how to cook it or whatever. He he goes into, and you can tell that a guy like that maybe, uh, what when they were saying that. Um, Oh, yeah, he bought Yucatan four-day vacations for his offensive line after he won the the uh, Heisman Trophy. That guy's not going to be a good teammate when everybody's making the same amount, same amount, amount of money. And so Johnny Manziel sat down with Shannon Sharp, who somehow cracked the code and is able to get celebrities. And he because he, and- fl- he flamed out. He was he had a huge contract. Um, mm-hmm. He flamed out in the NFL because the candle the candle that burns at both ends so burns twice as bright. A month or two ago, Shannon Sharp got Cat Williams to spill his guts, and that was a big news making interview. And this one is no exception to that new rule that Shannon Sharp has established. A stunning. Conversation. And he, ba- he bounced around. He even he even went to the CFL for a while, mm-hmm. uh, and then he came back to that indoor. Do they even have that football league and the whole thing? So Johnny Manziel, who is never going to be, uh, you know, all all I know is the, the one thing about Taylor. What's his name? Ba- Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. is that the guy had an epiphany. He came into the league as me, 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 gimme, 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 Oklahoma Heisman, Heisman, Heisman. And he had an epiphany that it doesn't just fall in your lap. And this guy never did. But any, anyway, you want, should I hit it or should you hit it? You can hit it. Hit it, Johnny. I was 210 pounds when I left Cleveland. I was 170 pounds sitting in Vegas that August, that September, October, whatever it was later in that year. 40? How you lose 40 pounds? You're on a strict diet of blow. Call oh, a crackhead. Pazempic? I don't know. Ask uh, ask Jelly Roll or Hambone or whatever. But but anyway, so what what have we learned? That he's uh, an entitled wealthy kid. Is that the the? And I didn't watch the full three hours. Bottom line is the guy's in his thirties now, and his time came and went, and he was not a good teammate. You can see that a mile away. And Baker Mayfield started life as Johnny Manziel, but he's reinvented himself. And he, he's going to be like the comeback player of the year or whatever. Or what public service announcement, strict diet of blow, not advised to, yeah. uh, on how to that's, lose weight. So that's bad. Um, yeah. And, 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 by, and by the way, I don't know why he started then. He, he was doing that in A&M. He's been doing it since he was 17 because he's a wealthy kid who had some athletic ability, a lot of athletic ability. His parents saw that. And uh, so anyway, I mean, I, I feel bad for anyone who has it all and finds a way to give it away, and which is my long way of saying uh, Ryan Leaf. His tale is old as time. There's never been anyone with more talent walk into the NFL and not deserve it than Ryan Leaf, and he knows that. Well, and he had a downfall, but he eventually, I believe, got his act together. Some say. I, but- s- I see him pretty active on social media, and he says – uplifting things. He, I, you know what? He has a great, great place in the, in the booth, in the broadcast booth. He, you know, he, he does know the NFL as, as a, he was an NFL quarterback. Technically he was a charger um, and he started games and the whole thing. Um, so I do like him in college football because college football, he knew, but uh, yeah, there's never been a guy who's split a locker room faster than him. When you have junior Seau in your face, yelling you, yelling at you to 
get back in the film room, you, you should maybe sit up and take notice on, on that one. But Or go steal someone's uh, Oxycontin or something. Anyway, I don't, I'm not, not making a joke at his expense, but I mean, I just, I, my sympathy for people who have it all and reject people that are truth tellers and say, I don't like your bad news. I'm going to go over here with my good news friends and, and all that. Um, well, so uh, Nikki Haley, it's, she has 36 hours until, uh, and they say there's no recovering from losing your own state. And, um, I heard a nickname. There's loads and loads of all the people who could uh, hit print from on their Ron DeSantis letterhead and get on the Nikki Haley campaign have a nickname for, her, and I can't say it on the air because then I get suspended because, oh, sure, I'm the bad guy. But in a day and a half, she's going to lose in Sacramento. Everybody says that. But the money is coming in, and there's this – you know, I talk about the money all the time because it's not about your winability. It's about your money. DeSantis ran out of the money and then still wanted to fly in a Gulf Stream, and that doesn't work. <clears throat> That's like the cocaine diet in Vegas. And so she's really miserly with her campaign, and the money is pouring in. The other Republican uh, – uh, 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 what you might call it? Uh, um, a challenger – uh, the the man at, at, uh, seeking the Republican nomination, he's in dire straits because he's the same. He had at this point four years ago, uh, he had uh, like seven hundred or eight hundred thousand small donors, and those small donors, the ones who hit the little button for five bucks, the blue rectangle, and it says five bucks from your account, th that is your mother's milk, and they're gone, and it's a substantial number. Does he have the money to fund his own campaign? I mean, really, it's becoming a thing now. And so, you know, I don't know what the what it looks like on TV at night in South Carolina, if it's, if it's all Trump commercials and all that. It doesn't have to be. Because look, look what he does. He just flies in, does a town hall, then flies back to New York. He's going to win, but, you know, how long does this go? Anyway, Frank Luntz with his hair – he has a hairpiece, right? That's a tube. I don't it's, care it's to speculate. So bad. You'd know him if you saw him, folks. Frank Luntz. So when she says, Where? when she says, Frank, that she's going to stay in until the last vote is counted, how much of that calculation is about just staying in the race to be a failsafe if something were to happen and Trump gets convicted of a crime? There are a lot of people who think that's the reason. And I know that Nikki Haley uh, has future ambitions. And I think that... Uh, Actually, I think that she may be hurting herself. Now, make no mistake, there are significant forces just outside the mainstream of the GOP that does not want Trump and is looking for an alternative. But I see a lot, lot of money as a pollster who's been doing this now for more than three decades. I see no evidence whatsoever that Nikki Haley is going to be a significant force in the 2024 election. But she's going to stay in because she has the money. And, and that's how it works. And, and she's staying in the campaign for one reason only, and that is because there is a possibility, not distant, not narrow, not tiny, there's a possibility that the law intervenes and Trump is not uh, on the ballot uh, in November, not available for uh, a new job or something. It's a very distant possibility, but that's she has the money that says stay in for that reason. Have you cracked open your uh, practice ballot? Have you gotten that in the mail? 
my practice ballot. Yeah, I'll go get mine from the automobile. I want to see it. You know who's still on it? Chris Christie. When, oh, yeah. When, when did that thing, when the Washington practice ballot go to print? That's right. Yeah, I saw the pamphlet. Everybody's in there. I, yeah. I, uh, the descriptions about DeSantis, Christie. Tim Scott. Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he was like the first one out. He must have printed these like eight months ago. Who knows? It could be uh, It could be his list of uh, VP uh, suggestions because DeSantis is on that list uh, now all of a sudden. So uh, anyway, check out your uh, your sample ballot. Um, checking the texting. Um, how about that full moon? Well, a man-made machine is going to be landing on it in a few hours. I'll tell you how you can watch. Um, and Channel 13. Normally, I like them, like their crew, like the Kettler jib. Flat out lying about why a Seattle police officer uh, involved in a horrible vehicular uh, accident with a pedestrian a year and a month ago uh, will not be charged. Flat out lying when they know better. And, and I'll, I'll play for you the comparison between local journalists that actually pay attention to the dashboard cam and local journalists last night who did not. Um, back in a second, I'm looking at you, Q13. In just a few minutes, Sam 770 KTT. Seven seventy KTTH. Well, everything from uh, Beyonce to uh, Greg's hate of Trump uh, or something. And hashtag Brian is never out. What's that, is that? What is that reference? I mean, was I talking about uh, the phone? Because I, I I didn't you know, go out. But uh, anyway, uh, a check in the texting uh, and four two five says Brian. I agree with your reasoning and why Haley is staying in the race. Well, money. Uh, the problem is for her is that Donald Trump would be nominated if, even if he was in jail. I mean, that, there's that. <clears throat> um, yeah, because a, a political party is a private organization. And I think she's nominate whoever they because want. there's still so many unknowns on the horizon. We still have, what, eight or nine months until the election? And I mean, it's a tiny, tiny chance that there's any, uh, you know, legal interaction that would prevent Trump from being nominated or on the ballot. And they're... That's what the the White House is staking their uh, their hope on as well. Um, but and she's saying so. You're saying there's a chance, and and also the people behind her saying there's a chance we got to have a, a nominee. I don't know uh, who would be without her. Who would it suddenly be DeSantis or something? I mean, if if we're saying, gosh forbid, nothing ever happened, you know, me, uh, medically uh, to Biden. Um, it would be Newsom, you know, we, we all agree. Uh, well, who would it be uh, for Trump? Would it be De moneyless DeSantis again? He was, you know, it was his personality. Every time he opened his mouth was the reason he's not in the race anymore. Right. Uh, I'm not going to read that one. Joke, joke's <laughs> on you. From the 909, Brian and Greg love the show. I listen in from SoCal when Brian used to be on the other station. I'll be traveling to Olympia for the first time and looking for restaurant recommendations from the two of you. Thanks, guys. Keep up the great work. Oyster House. That, 
Yeah, that's your nape of the way. Not right? a commercial. Not a commercial. Not not being remunerated for my menchies. But I'm just going to say, if uh, I'm going to, uh, if it's a, if you're there once, you want a restaurant and you want to be on the water. Uh, we're coming up on on pupping season for the seals for the harbor seals. Mm-hmm. And you're always seeing that. So yeah, Oyster House. Okay, and if you venture into the city of Kirkland, I recommend Isarn Thai Restaurant, uh, second to none. From the 951, Brian, I listened. Whatever happened to yeah. the the Mac and Jacks that was down there? The, the what was it called? Did In, they have a brick-and-mortar place there? Yeah, they used to do a, a Tuesday night trivia night. That sounds great. Oh, uh, Wild Rover was the Irish Wild pub. Rover, that's the one. I'm thinking. I what think are- COVID took out... Uh, Wild Rover, where I had my rehearsal dinner for They my had wedding. a genuine Irishman uh, running the trivia oh, contest. I love that place. I wish they it was a it fun back. place. I think a new restaurant has moved in. I'm not sure its name. From the nine five. Oh, I mean Mick Mick and Schmicks. I said Mac, Mac and, and Jacks. Schmicks? Okay. Yeah, remember that? They like like FX McCrory's was owned by them. Maybe I can call this guy on the line, uh, Brian. Every time you talk about anything reptile related, I cringe because you sound like the because these are two seaters, lady. Please contact me directly for reptile-related story clarification. And I bring receipts. Hold on. 30-plus no. years working in the exotic animal industry. Is this the Tiger King texting in? I've produced yes. literally tens of thousands of reptiles for pet trade, including Gila Monsters. Carol Baskin. You know, I don't care. We I'm not calling you direct- dude. I don't need any clarification. A dude died from a Gila Monster bite. I want to know more. That's that's all I talked about. Uh, I didn't say, well, let me tell you about amphibians. I know Gila monsters aren't amphibians, okay? I But I do know that in Phoenix, a, a guy got bit on a, on, on, on a hand and that Gila monsters chomp down and they envenomate. But I didn't know that they, they actually say, they, 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 they envenomate a real toxin. They're, they're not just garbage mouths like snakes. Every morning show needs a reptile expert on speed dial just in case. You never know when you're going to need to utilize That's this true. I was short-sighted. Their, I'm, uh, I'm ashamed. knowledge from the 206. Isn't it funny that Biden and his group of handlers are now announcing student loan forgiveness and a sudden concern for the border? Uh, for years, they had no issue with this. Is there an election coming up or something? And what, what did AOC call it? A Trump impression. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. When, I mean, when you get... Uh, working class or lower class African-American Chicagoans saying you care more about the illegals and saying illegals being very un-White House, un-PC. And so you can see that they're they're running terrified. They're trying to tie together <clears throat> traditional Israel-supporting Democrats, um, w- w- which is who was writing checks yesterday uh, in L.A. and yesterday in the Bay Area. Uh, with traditional, count on them, take them for granted, uh, blue-collar Democrat uh, minority voters who who Greg Abbott has brilliantly turned into... Uh, Hitler. Trump repeaters. <laughs> I mean, call it, saying illegals, that's hilarious. Right. Uh, from the 253, another restaurant recommendation for our traveling listeners, State and Central Olympia Amazing Cheese Curds. <laughs> Uh, can confirm. Oh. Yeah. Um, I, I nearly made a mistake. There's a place that used to be great. Then I mean, then it fell off. They sold it to this place that restores local places. Looks great. COVID came. Can't keep staff. And it's crappy again. Looks great, but it's crappy. Not going to see their name. I'm not going to run them down, but... Uh, 
text about the Hamas war. Uh, some new details tonight on the man in Lakewood who died after being bitten by his pet Gila monster. You okay, so don't correct me, Craig. Why don't you get on their speed to help, <laughs> reptile boy? <laughs> A texter is writing us about the Israel-Hamas war, 206. Someone should ask Biden if our response to Pearl Harbor was over the top. Exactly, Mr. Hirohito. Take this. And you have a second one <laughs> while, while you're at it. From the 206, Brian, please explain why Ukraine is coming to us for more military equipment when Congress is arguing over our border and not to the European countries for more weapons. The Europeans have more at stake, it would seem. Well, they do, because you can walk to Berlin from um, Kiev or from Donetsk if you can jump over the Dnipro uh, River. Well, in the last I checked, isn't the aid about 50-50 in terms of what NATO countries are giving and yeah, what America's giving? More of the Euros uh, is about backing up their like government payroll and, and keeping the country a state uh, up and running. Uh, ours is hard weapons. And, well, and most of the money we've spent is spent in the U.S., uh, it's, the vast it's, majority. It's, a lot of it is drawdown is us just you know, writing on a ledger, okay, well, this cost $2 million when we made it in uh, 1993. Now here you have it. Well, and we're replenishing and renewing uh, Theoretically, yeah. Right? yeah. And the thing is, the, the best use of our money right now is not making artillery shells in Scranton. Because those will not be in a in a in a breach uh, for two months uh, in in Ukraine. Best use of our money and German money is making the shell factory in Ukraine. Um, I mean, I mean, if the White House is really serious about this, they would have given them F-16s a year ago when the first Ukrainian went to Klamath Frickin' Falls. Oops. Um, but anyway, it wouldn't been it wouldn't wouldn't have taken a year. But but. Logistically, the war uh, is nine time zones away. Put the artillery factory in Poland. Because e either way, <clears throat> Ukraine is now a de facto NATO standard nation. They're shooting our caliber artillery, our caliber machine gun bullets. Put all that stuff downrange. Don't put it on a, on a, on a, on a container ship in, in Baltimore. So dumb. And, and so that's where, like, for the Europeans, uh, I would say, well, if the Congress wants to invest in a factory there, uh, then feel free. Uh, or if United Defense wants to do it, and then they can take Polish and German money. But it's it's complex. One, one of the oversimplification sins is when, when they put a dollar amount on our aid. It, what it really is is <clears throat> um, uh, us writing off uh, a high Mars or a cannon from the Washington Army National Guard and saying, okay, put that on a C-17 and get it to Poland, that's $8 million. Okay, but it's not eight. It's not a briefcase with $8 million cash. Uh, far from it. Um, so anyway, that, that's how that stuff works. And, and I, I hate that we, we, have, we have a media that can't make it simple. But then again, we have a media that's looking at dash cam footage of Seattle PD hitting a young woman the siren and the lights are going, and they say the siren lights are not going. Anyway, I never got to this, but I have a bone to pick with uh, Channel 13. And uh, we'll, we'll pick that bone right after this. And uh, we'll get back to you in just a second. A mystery may be solved. The mystery of the Renton intersection full of uh, shell casings. Uh, not, not, not the kind of clue that you want, but uh, nevertheless, a clue about what happened in Renton on Tuesday night. Uh, back in a second, AM 770 KTTH.
AM 770-KTTH, uh, standoff alert. Uh, but first, uh, what are we going to do, uh, Producer Greg? If I don't hear back by noon today from ed.clark at boeing.com, then we're going to need a fourth for pickleball. We'll make do. Okay. Well, anyway, if you're listening, Ed, get back. We know, we know you have some free time now. Um, a standoff between Somerset County SWAT and a man accused of firing shots at his neighbor's house is underway in Arlington, or as we call it, Thursday. Uh, this started around 5.13 this morning. Way too early to be shooting at your neighbors. The Somerset County Sheriff's Office announced that a SWAT team, uh, the residents on the 23200 block of 115th Avenue Northeast of your Arlington. Arlington in the news all over the place this week. <clears throat> that that woman who, and also the, the, one, the Phoenix Airport 2005 woman, she killed her baby. So she apparently unexpected... I mean, it really, really took a turn. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> uh, so anyway, you'll so you'll hear that uh, Maricopa County, same county, Phoenix, uh, they're hanging on to uh, a violent, uh, violent anti-female um, uh, violence propagator that New York wants for a murder, but <clears throat> would probably let him go on bail uh, before the trial. The Somerset County Sheriff's Office says there's a large police presence at the scene. They're asking the public to avoid driving through the area because you'll see many, many, uh, many, many coppers there for for this chap. Who uh, so anyway? That's if you believe Channel 13 anymore. Because last night, <clears throat> so story. The story: King County prosecutors will not filed criminal charges against the Seattle police officer whose cruiser struck and killed a young woman in a South Lake Union crosswalk while responding to an overdose call. It was an overdosing vagrant in South Lake Union, and so the guy was going code two and a half. Um, lights and then chirping the siren through through uh, intersections. And we know it's because Seattle PD released the dash cam video. Uh, but, but they they redacted out the actual impact. But it's on there long enough that you can see it's raining. She has her hoodie, uh, a hood up on, on her jacket and headphones in. Uh, so anyway, the county prosecutor, Lisa Mannion, said yesterday <clears throat> uh, the results of an independent investigation into the crash that killed the 23-year-old Janavi Kandula. Uh, she said, after staffing this case with senior deputy prosecuting attorneys and office leadership, I've determined that we lack sufficient evidence under Washington state law to prove a criminal case beyond a reasonable doubt. Um, this is what uh, Lisa Manny said uh, yesterday. Will Seattle be sued? Of course it will. Um, will they defend it and say, is this an accident? Uh, of course they won't. They will just settle because they always do. So, and, and that's uh, kind of the rub. Uh, 13 months after Kandula's death, uh, the death sparked international condemnation after the publication last summer of inadvertently recorded remarks by a Seattle Police, uh, police Union official, Officer Daryl Otterer, unrelated to the accident, where they were discussing Seattle settling the case and uh, taken way out of context. But anyway, what Channel 13 did last night re reporting the story was... A journalistic felony, by the way, because Seattle released the dash cam video showing that the lights, the guy's rolling with lights. He's he's a first responder who's responding first, going fast to a overdose vagrant uh, with Narcan. Okay, so there's that scenario. Here's how Channel 5 back in September 
reported the release of the dash cam video. When Kandula was hit, the officer had his lights on, but not his sirens. The edited video does not show the impact. We do want to warn you that the video may be hard to watch. You can see the Seattle police officer speeding through the streets of downtown Seattle. So here's what you see, by the way, because SPD and fire, I think, but Seattle PD, the headlights on, on high beam, they strobe. They go left, right, left, right, left, right. You can't miss it. And then, oh, by the way, there's red and blue lights strobing on the roof. And you see the reflection in the street signs. There's no doubt that the lights are on. While responding to a call. As he approaches an intersection, the officer slows down and chirps the sirens for a moment while crossing. Before accelerating again. So there you go. Good job, King 5. They didn't need it spelled out for him that the alarm, uh, that the sirens being chirped and the lights are on because you can see because you have eyeballs that the lights are on. You don't need a team of, of uh, interns and editors uh, checking that out to confirm what the investigation already confirmed uh, through the vehicle data and their eyeballs that the lights are on. And, <clears throat> and even though in a revving Explorer on the interior, uh, you can hear in the dash, pa- uh, dash cam uh, audio that the guy's chirping the sirens. Anyway, fast forward to last night. Here's Channel 13. Fox 13 obtained some of the footage showing that he was speeding, going nearly 75 miles per hour in a 25 mile per hour zone. He was headed to a high priority overdose call at the time. The recording also shows his lights and sirens were not on. It literally does not. I mean, that is a it's not an omission. I mean, it's just a falsehood. And I, I, you know, there's another word, a stronger word for it. But the the second I use that word, then never watch Channel 13 for any of your news information again. Fubar? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, Lubar. Um, uh, I mean, it, it's as she's rolling the video, she's she's saying this. The recording also shows his lights and sirens were not on. And then they, they go to former uh, Pierce County prosecutor Lindquist. Who, who had lengthy remarks, but they edited out the part where he said, uh, because by the way, you're not just speeding. You're a first responder. That's not, that's not speed, speeding like a violation. He pointed out the obvious that if a civilian was doing three times the speed limit and hit a uh, pedestrian, that would be criminal because you don't have the authority to do what the officer is trained and experienced in doing. Um, you're also supposed to see the flashing high beams and hear the, uh, the, the siren which the pedestrian does not do. She has a a hood on her jacket is up, headphones are in. And so, I mean, I'm I'm glad that the DA has the common sense to not waste county money trying to pursue something criminal in what uh, this officer did. By the way, if you really do care about the vagrants in in this town that are ODing and need a cop to come by uh, with Narcan, Good luck getting him to do it now. I wouldn't. If if I had a wife and kids and a career, 20 years left or 10 years left, fat chance. Really? Um, uh, suspected uh, opioid overdose? Well, sucks to be him. I'm not breaking the law. I'm not, I'm not going over the speed limit because, I, I mean, that's crazy. And so she did the right thing, but Channel 13, uh, I mean, I know it's a matter of public record at this point what the officer's name was and the whole thing, but why would— why would you lie about the guy like this? This is insane. Uh, when I when I saw and, and if you saw it released on YouTube, Seattle PD released it back in September of last year. 
<clears throat> if you watched it, um, the, the, my, the first thing I was struck by was, how could you miss this car? I mean, I've, I've been on Dexter, daytime and nighttime. How do you miss a speeding Ford Explorer coming from your left and you don't even look left? And you're crossing a street on a rainy night without looking left and right. I mean, I and and then seeing the protests at justice for Candula, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, she bears some responsibility. I, there's a you know big reason I don't play as much with sharks in the Shark Tank anymore. I mean, I don't know what to say except nighttime, dark, wearing black. Walk into a street without looking. I mean, what did did you lose a Russian roulette or something? I mean, I you know, God bless her family and all the whole thing. There, I got news for your lawyers. Seattle will settle. So you know, don't take the first offer. Send it back. Send the uh, post it back to the other room on that one. But I I, I couldn't believe that. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, don't don't be Fresno. Be Seattle. You're a bigger market than that. I I know that you're you're sending your tape out, but I'm going to send that tape out. If you want to bail out of here, I would say if you do stay here, maybe get the facts straight because there's just, um, th th believe it, maybe maybe you don't know the people watch your newscast. You know, I watch the local news. Okay, so <clears throat> Kent, Tuesday night, around the time that the shots were reported on East Valley Highway, and Greg, you assure me that exists in Renton? Uh, 99%. Valley Medical Center got the delivery of a 17-year-old boy shot in the head who later succumbed and his dad dropped off by his buddies. Uh, and it was reported that there was a car-to-car -car shooting at around the same time. So again, <clears throat> I'm no Sherlock Holmes, but I'm going to say uh, we may have our, our answer for what the all the brass was uh, uh, there in uh, in Renton. Seven, but 17. 17-year-old uh, lost his life because it was more important to shoot between two cars or whatever. Uh, well, tomorrow's the real Friday. Tomorrow's going to be even more depressing Friday. We're going to throw out all the the interesting stuff, like how do I see a, uh, an unmanned robotic moonlander land uh, and, and do more depressing stuff. That's, that's how that works. That's how actual Friday works. Uh, all right. Um, be safe. Be back here tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. for the Friday, the wrap-up to the week. Uh, Brian Suit Show, AM 770 KTTH. Y'all take it easy. I'm out.